got to dispel this myth that bullying is just a normal rite of passage. We have an obligation to ensure that our schools are safe for all of our kids. Body positivity is the idea that all bodies are good bodies. Things can still hurt online if you talk to someone um, in a negative way. Um, you may not know exactly how you're hurting that person if you talk about them. Words can hurt. Let's let's uh, let's all stop doing that. Get the fuck out of my face with that shit. In this dark time of political correctness and safe zones, one man stands in the shadows with a microphone and a slew of unpopular opinions. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Backed by an unknown podcast, he tackles the topics that question the current social norm. Well, I'm a mushroom cloud laying motherfucker, motherfucker. This is the Toe on the Trigger podcast. With your host, Daniel Reppels. It's you have a differing opinion than the current rising majority, so therefore you're a piece of shit and go fuck yourself and go die. Your toes on the trigger, and he's here to help you keep from pulling it. This is episode 057 of the Tall and Trigger podcast. I am your host, Daniel Reppels, and sitting with me, Late at night in the Toe on the Trigger studio, we have the one and the only Kinky Crusher. Hello. Hello. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? It's not day, though. It is nighttime. It's actually morning, technically. Yeah. yeah. Fucking early as AF. I wouldn't even call this early morning. I still think this it's is late night. It's still late night, yeah. yeah. It's 12.53. In the AM, here yes. in sunny San Diego. <laughs> what was sunny San Diego a few hours ago? In the Toe on the Sugar studio. I really appreciate you uh, making... A, actually, appreciate me making accommodations for you. Yes. To record I, the show. I do appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, we could have done it on Monday, but it would have made everything kind of a clusterfuck, really. Yeah, I, I don't... I... I'm okay with doing that, but it's it's not the same. I like doing it on Saturdays. Yeah, Saturday's kind of our, our day now. Yeah. Um, well, originally, I was going to go up to Las Vegas this week. Oh, yeah. Because they had Why Not Con. That's what it's called? It was called Why Not Con. There's, and it a, was... there's a song called Why Not. I'm really bummed out you don't have that queued up right now. It's a Lizzie McGuire song. It's a great song. It's from the Lizzie McGuire movie. <laughs> You're looking at me like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and the first of the new sound effects have gotten to be used. Yes. Um, why not, Con? It was a conception of a bunch of, you know, us indie podcasters. <laughs> yeah. Uh a group of them put together an event and so we should all get together. We should all hang out. We should all just like meet each other because we, we listen to each other's shows. We tag each other on Twitter and retweet everything. Mm -hmm. Why not like meet each other? And they kept saying, why not? Why not? Hashtag why not? And then they said, well, let's make a why not con. Okay. And so a group of podcasters from the Las Vegas area put some shit together So a bunch of podcasters all went to Vegas. 
and uh, without me. No. No, it's okay. They left you behind. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame them. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I actually got to sit in on a podcast tonight via Skype that was in Vegas with um, Afterburn739. Cool. And uh, Mr. BS Show and The Dave Show and fucking... Like five other podcasts. I'm missing all of them and I apologize because I don't remember who all was there. But it was a fuckload of people. And uh, I also got to have lunch with Leo and Kitty of the Afterburn 739 podcast on Thursday. Oh, how was that? That was really a good time. It's it's weird because uh, you feel like, like you're meeting. When, when you listen to these people week after week, you start to kind of look up to them. And even though... As a podcaster, like I know that I'm just a regular guy, yeah. right? But when you listen to another show, they're not just regular people, even though you know they are. Right. So when you finally meet them, you have like a moment of like this starstruck, like I know you, like I know your life kind of, but yeah. you live on the other side of the country. And so we're sitting there and we're having lunch and uh, I guess was it, it was like four o'clock in the afternoon, so it could hardly be called lunch. I was, I was like five. but Leonard. Yeah, it was dinner. It wasn't quite, yeah. It was lunch items at dinner time. Ah. And uh, so I'm sitting there, and this is right by my work. And we're talking about shit. And there was a group of people from my work sitting over at the bar. And one of them walks to go to the bathroom and walks by me and says, hey, what's up to me? And I'm just like, hey, how's it going? Because I was so engrossed in this conversation. And I just kind of blew the guy off yeah. in a way. And... uh he kind of blew me off, too, which is fine. It was just like a, hey, what's up? But what I realized is the people that I were talking to were obviously more important than this guy. But the guy who is from my work is an ex-NFL star. Oh. And so I was just like, yeah, yeah you're, not, you're not important. Oh, jeez. You're not, you're not important to me. Wow. I got my, my podcasting folks here. <laughs> so... Well, you hate sports, though. Yeah, but I mean, when someone's famous, someone's famous. Yeah, you know what I mean. True. It doesn't really matter what they're famous at. Is he like recognizable, or you just know that because you work with him? He's black and bald. I mean, he looks like so, every fucking football okay. player. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, some people know him. I imagine. I yeah. mean, I don't know, but uh, but it was really cool. It got me just. It really got me pumped about the whole podcasting thing again. Like I've been pumped the last few weeks. I've been really into doing the show a lot more than I had been for a couple, like a couple months, you know. Yeah. But just seeing all these podcasters and like like getting together and doing something and doing all these fun like things with each other all weekend. Yeah. Has been like fuck. Like I I want to do shit like that. Definitely. So it's cool. I'm really I'm really digging the uh, the podcast community thing. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I was starting to get a little worried about you because, you know, more more changes have taken place. Yeah. And uh, I was like, uh, I hope he doesn't get a little little bummed out. Nah, man. But no, you seem fine. You seem more. I actually noticed you have been a little more. I mean, you've always you've always really loved it and you've always like taken it seriously and all of that. But. I've noticed lately you've been more um, excited, I guess, about it. So that's yeah. cool. I'm glad you're... I've been preparing more and doing more things. One thing I've learned is I... Because uh, I, I come to the podcast like with the same shit that I learned about radio. you mm-hmm. got to be prepared. You have to have this. You have to have that. And I still believe that. And I still hold that to be true. 
And a lot of the stuff that got me started on podcasting, I wanted to be as prepared as possible. So I watched a lot of tutorials and read a lot of articles about how to podcast. And there's one podcast that I listen to on a weekly basis called The Audacity to Podcast. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the, the host of that show has a lot of great ideas and a lot of things. And he's very successful in what he does. And I take a lot of those ideas and then I listen to a lot of these podcasts, these other ones that are like, you know, the indie podcasts or like the smaller ones that are just like, fuck it. Like I've asked so many podcasts like, oh, what do you do for prep? They're like, we fucking turn the microphones on and just shoot the shit. And I'm like, no, yeah, you can't do that. Like in my mind, but they come out great, you know? Yeah. And so I'm, I'm kind of learning how to not take the show so seriously while keeping it, um, while taking it seriously where it matters. Yeah. Because I've been getting a lot of, like, compliments from people about the quality of the show, um, especially, like, the sound quality and and the production value. So, and that comes from a lot of those uh, tutorials that I listen to and, and things that I read online for months at a time. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I'm then taking the approach of, like, now I need to learn how to have fun with all of that without worrying too much. Yeah, exactly. So. You do worry a lot. I worry quite a bit. Yeah, I spend a lot. I spend a lot of uh, my free time like working on little shit for for the show, and I, uh, you know, as you know, I'm working on like a secondary project mm-hmm. too, and uh, I'm not going to get too much into it on here because who knows? I might drop the ball on it. And I don't want to promise anyone what? anything. Sorry. No, I I don't think I'm going to. It's just going to take a little bit longer than I had originally planned. Okay. But uh, yeah, there is another podcast coming down the road here soon. Hopefully. So, yay. That's exciting. I look forward to uh, to tuning in. I hope so. Do you so. tune into podcasts or do you just, yeah, you well, just turn I don't, them on? Yeah, I don't think you, you tune in. I think you download. I can't oh. wait for you to subscribe. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so this week, have you had a, have you had your clam out for Harambe? My clam out? No. I haven't had your clam out for Harambe? I mean, it, that's all just kind of like, it's not literal, right? Nobody does that. Pull their dick out for Harambe? Yeah. I don't know, maybe. Okay. They <laughs> I, might pull I their... I hope not. But, uh, no, I have not. I You told me about it, and I, I thought it was funny, and then I didn't really go anywhere with that. You know who's not amused by it? Who? Cincinnati Zoo. I imagine. No, you know what happened, though? You know um, what? So many people have gone onto the Cincinnati Zoo's... Um, twitter account yeah and left weird shit that they had to shut down all their social media oh my god um there was a tweet that they sent out where they said there was half price half price admission at the zoo and it was met with a dozen replies along the lines of i'd pay full price to see harambe or harambe love discounts or harambe paid the full price oh my god shit like that um or a tweet stating that a yellow pond turtle has eight vertebrae. It was bombarded with tweets like, Harambe had eight hearts. Oh my god. The Cincinnati Zoo has zero Harambe. And Harambe loved turtles. Jesus. <laughs> so shit like that. Yeah. And, you know, they, they basically said, like, we're not amused by all of this. Yeah. But people kept doing it. And so now they've shut down, uh, they've shut down all their social media because of it. That's... I mean, you got to do what you got to do. It's, people can be crazy. 
Yeah. I mean, this whole Harambe thing, and I, I've even jumped on the bandwagon because I think it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. And uh, people are getting pissed. Like, other people are like, it's not funny. It's stupid. Like, why do you think that's funny? I was like, because it's fucking hilarious. it's funny. Like, having your... Like, the meme I showed you today that had uh, Samuel L. Jackson's face <laughs> yes. on Harambe's body. It's like, there's too many motherfucking kids in my motherfucking pen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty amazing. Yeah, shit's hilarious. It was well photoshopped, too. So. Yes, it was... It was it was show, it was Photoshop just crappy enough to be hilarious, but just well enough to not be like too cheesy. Yeah. So um totally unrelated, but uh there's a lot of this new heroin going around. Really? And I didn't I have this huge article and I haven't read I I've read it, but I didn't go through and highlight all the particulars like I usually do. Mm-hmm. But um there's a potent opioid used commercially, that's apparently 10,000 times stronger than morphine. It uh, it contains elephant tranquilizer. Ooh. Yeah, and people are apparently dying. Wow. Left and right. That makes a lot more sense. I saw a meme today, and I didn't save it, but I will try to remember exactly what it said. It was a picture of um, an Xbox... I'm assuming an old one. I don't know what they look like. So <laughs> okay. Nerds don't shoot me. Um, but uh, it was a picture of, of an Xbox and it said, if this was a part of your childhood, you are now a part of the biggest heroin epidemic of our time or something like that. And I was like, I read it a few times. and I was like, I don't even get that one. That's hilarious. Okay. So if you were a child when this Xbox was out, you're you probably are now addicted. an adult. Who, yeah. is, who is a part of... It just means you're alive now. So oh, gotcha. That's really all it means. But I uh, I was amused by that. But anyway, yeah, terrible her- heroin. Elephants. Yeah. I mean, heroin is... is as uh, Lance from, uh, from Pulp Fiction said, heroin's coming back in a big fucking way, man. Heroin is one of the drugs I have never tried and never will try. It terrifies me. Yeah. It's just, I mean, I've known heroin addicts. I mean, I've known people who have died from heroin. Like, I just, eh. It's not a good thing. No. It's not. I mean, I haven't really heard. This is the thing, though. Like, okay. If if you had, if there was, like, a drug dealership. I'm not talking a dispensary. I'm talking, mm-hmm. like, a deal, like, at, like, a car dealership type of place, right? Yeah. And you had to walk in and somebody had to, like, literally sell you drugs. Like, you don't just walk up and say, I want drugs. (laughs) Like, they have to sell you on the idea. They have to use salesmanship, right? Yeah. Selling weed would be very easy. Yes. You're like, look, dude, like, check it out, bro. Like, you come home, and you're kind of had kind of a stressful day. You smoke this, and all your cares and worries go away. Yes. And you laugh, and you eat lots of weird food, and everything's funny, and there's really a lot of selling points, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And even... Oh, God, excuse me. Even with heroin, there's some selling points there. Okay. You're like, I mean, look at all the musicians and all the beautiful things they wrote while under the influence of heroin. Okay. Right? There's kind of a selling point there. What is the selling point for meth? How do you sell meth to somebody? I, I just never understood how tweakers become tweakers. Because I can't see any well, selling point. Okay. So, but... You used to do drugs. And yeah, I never did math, though. No, I okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but like, but you never were into uppers. 
Yeah, I mean, for the most part, yeah. But so, I, I can see where, like, like, Ad- like Adderall, mm-hmm. right? Like, I, I did Adderall and all, like the, you know, the prescription, uh, stimulants a few times. Yeah, and it just made me like stay up and just kind of like. People like that. Yeah, <laughs> like well, that's... and my friends would do it, and they would draw. Like they would just yeah. like draw and paint random shit. Yeah. But every time I see people who are like spracked out, yeah, like sprack, they like most that. of the time can't stay focused like enough because like the Adderall it makes you really alert and awake, but like you find something to do and you do it. Well, okay, so I mean. I have done things, um, certain <coughs> substances, and basically it like it does make you like very alert and you focus and all of that. And you need like you know like all the jokes about like tweakers clean shit and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, they do, but once you get to the point where you've overdone it, I mean. It's all it is. It's kind of like with like, okay, think about weed. Like you, you smoke some pot and you're relaxed and you can just kind of chill. But then you smoke more pot and you smoke more pot and then you just aren't doing anything. And then you're just a fucking retard, yeah. And that's exactly what it's like with uppers too. It's like it, it does the opposite thing, but then you do too much and it's like, well, nothing's happening. Yeah, now. I guess. I mean, I guess the selling point is like, oh yeah, like you'll your house will be. And that's the thing is most tweakers I know. Do not have clean houses. Not anymore because now they're tweakers. But when they started doing it, you know Their what I houses mean? were fucking immaculate. I, yeah. I imagine. I mean, that's kind of... I mean, I didn't do like meth or coke like heavily, but I did other uppers that, I mean, I would clean shit constantly. And then it makes you just kind of like when you do too much... You just kind of sit there and you start little projects and then you fuck up your whole house and you're like, well, shit. Now what? Dress. Wait for your boyfriend to come home and yell at you. <laughs> did you get in the Sudafed again? Yes, I did. Oh, it seems like it would be a red flag, though, too. Drugs. Someone yeah. doing drugs. Yeah. 15 women reveal the biggest red flags that a guy has no game whatsoever. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. You tell me if this is true or not. Okay. Number one, he brags. When he feels the need to brag about or talk about his sexual prowess. Oh, yeah. That's a thing. Number two. He doesn't understand how breasts work or orgasms. Breasts. He thinks the entire breast is an erogenous zone. Massage my tits for five minutes and asks whether I'm about to come yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, Yeah, that that has happened and that's a huge problem. Number three. He thinks that labia size means something. He thinks that the labia size determines how loose you are, as in, if you fuck all different guys, it loosens up your vagina. Uh, With these dudes, labia and vagina are interchangeable terms. (laughs) But if you fuck me three times a day, that definitely won't happen. Yeah. Do you understand how vagina works? That's awesome. Uh, Number four, slapping the VJ. If he starts slapping your vagina, it usually means he's watched a lot of porn, but hasn't actually been with any women. Yeah. Some chicks kind of dig that, though. Here's the thing. Here, I'm going to break this down for you. When you're having sex with a guy for, like, the first, I'm going to say the first month, and he slaps your vagina, he has no idea what he's doing. Past a month, okay, that's part of what you're into. That That's, 
It's just, or like if it's random, like out of the blue, like you guys have been fucking for years and all of a sudden he swats your clit like that. That's just like him trying something new. And you can't hate on that because you got to like welcome new shit. You know what yeah. I mean? But I mean, that's a conversation that should happen. <laughs> yeah. So. I was watching, uh, I don't even remember what fucking, where, it wasn't even like a porn I was watching. It was like, it was like a fucking gif that was on some page I was following and it was. This chick, this guy about to fuck this chick, and she like she has she's laying on her back, but she's kind of like bent forward a little bit, mm-hmm. and she's grabbing his dick at the base, and then smacking the head with her other hand. God, that's awesome. No, fuck that. That's awesome. I mean, I I mean, I can get why ladies don't like their shit smacked, and some of them do, but I don't know. I couldn't couldn't have my cock I smacked think, like, like that. Having- you're like your inner thighs slapped and then like i mean i don't know i find it awkward when when my when my actual vagina is smacked because it's like what are you doing what are you trying to do like shit goes stuff goes in there you don't like hit it yeah why are you why are you <laughs> what's your problem it's like it's exactly like when they when okay i like being slapped in the face during sex i just do mm-hmm. but don't slap my mouth you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? Like, slap my face, but don't slap my actual, like, lips. Yeah. that's what, So, I was uh, engaging in uh, sexual activity last yes. night. And uh, and uh, a couple things. So, one, going to the slapping is, uh, and I hate when I do this because I feel so amateur when I do this. And it's totally by accident. Okay. So, there's the two things. One, you go to, like, smack her ass and your hand kind of slips. And it's just this, like, pussy little fucking, like, yeah. you know? <laughs> There's like nothing I love to it. This sound. Right? Yeah. It's just like there's nothing there. And then the other one is where you go in for a slap. Yeah. And like you connect too hard. And it's almost like you just basically just fucking hit them. Like with the palm of your hand. Because you know how when you go to slap someone, you kind of slap it, then you like flick the wrist at the end. So it's more like a slap. Yeah, I do know. And so if you come in with your whole arm, you're almost just like, (laughs) you're like paddling them. Yeah, and it's not like a bat, like, okay, being the woman in that situation, it's like your brain is like, okay, he's trying to slap me. Yeah, (laughs) so you're not thinking like, wow, he's trying to actually hit me. You're thinking like, oh, he just kind of fucked up. But I can just imagine like, because it doesn't make a slap sound. No. It just fucking, it's just. Which is half of it. Yeah. It's like fucking. That's exactly it. It's like you hit somebody. Yeah. And so I had that happen. The other one, I realized, and I've known this for a while, but I I always re-realize it. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you can re-realize, but I did that last night. Deep throating. Yeah. You have many times said this. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. I think it's it's like a tool. Yes. You know, and. You're not going to use a hammer on a screw. Right. You're going to use a fucking drill or a screwdriver. And I think that women, a lot of women think that because of all the hype around deep throat, Mm -hmm. that like that's the go-to move. When they don't realize that all of, most of our feeling is in in our head of our, of our dick. Not in our, I mean, we don't have much feeling (laughs) up in our, up in our brains. Yeah. Um, it's like. I don't know, it'd be like, I guess if I was, like, eating a chick out and I was, like, licking her pelvis or something. No, it'd be like if you were just tonguing her. If you were just tonguing her, 
I mean, it feels good. It does, but but I mean, I wouldn't know. I don't have a vagina, but I I've had just, women say that it's a favorable feeling, but it's not something that they just want. Right. And then on the flip side, like chick, a lot of chicks don't like it when you just focus on just the clit right. for too long because it's like, all right, like there's other parts of my vagina. Here. That's the whole thing is don't do anything too much or too long. It's all, it's all like that's I personally I think good sex is when you. Is when everything is explored. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not everything, but like when you give a blowjob, like there are balls and there's a dick and there are parts of the dick. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like you can't just, you can't ignore parts of it and you can't like go crazy with other parts of it. Cause like I've had sex with guys who love deep throat. I mean, they just, that's the shit to them. It hurts most of the time for me. I don't like it. I feel like yeah, I'm, but a lot of guys like that. Just, they like the pain. With I just it. I feel like I'm I'm like running into a wall, dick first. Yeah. And I don't like that feeling. I just I mean, <laughs> I wish I this was visual right I just, now I because your face. I'm trying to find a good way to explain it, but I that's just, I guess the best. You and just but you're shaking your head like I don't like it. I yeah, I'm not a huge fan. I mean, there was this. This one girl I was sleeping with, and that was her go-to move all the fucking time. Yeah. And she was good at the rest of it, too. And she even did the whole... Because, you know, a lot of women, they're just tired of sucking dicks. So they'll just do it just strictly for the... Like, they know how to make it feel good, but they're not, like, porn star into it. They're just down there just, like, sucking away. And they're like, all right, maybe he'll be done soon. <laughs> but she would make it a whole show, like a porn... Like, you could play porn music... And you'd be like, yeah. And she like looks up at you with her eyes and she's like licking it like it's she, fucking. Oh, she looks with her eyes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that. Okay, go ahead. Wow, you got me on that one. Nice. Um, Yeah, but, you know, she's looking up at you, doing the whole POV thing. And yeah. It's great. And uh, I don't know. I just feel like uh, Deep Throat is not. It's overrated. Yeah. I mean, I I, I understand. He just goes through the motions, number five. When they push too quickly, aren't reading signals, uh, may also just be a jerk. When they think a few minutes of kissing is, quote, enough foreplay. When they shove their dry fingers into your vag over and over again, and it's clearly doing nothing. When they try to pull some bullshit porn moves. When they ask, did you come? When you clearly didn't. Well, that's not fair. A lot of guys don't know. Yeah. Well, because we had this discussion about coming versus orgasms. And oh, now yeah. now I'm wondering, I was like, because now I'm like, did you come? And they're like, yeah, I was like, but did you orgasm? <laughs> but did you, though? But did you orgasm? Yeah. They're like, no. I was like, why? <laughs> yeah. Well, that I think I was talking about, was I talking about Eddie? Because with Eddie, I don't know if this was on the show or not. I know we were talking about it with Courtney, I think. Uh, we had this discussion a few weeks back, yeah. Okay, so we were talking about how, like, um, I was saying with Eddie, like, I come every single time, but I don't always have an orgasm, which is fine. It's ugh, I hate saying that because obviously it's fine. Yeah, you know what I mean. But if it wasn't so, fine, you wouldn't be yeah, buying like, Spock teddy bears and then keeping them for myself. <laughs> um, but I don't know, and and then. The orgasm, oh, that's what I was saying. When, like, when I masturbate, I always have an orgasm and I never come. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's, it's a thing. And, and neither one is better than the other. 
Mm-hmm. They're just kind of both welcomed. They're and- both welcomed. I think orgasming is more of like a satisfying feel mm-hmm. than the coming. The coming is kind of like for me, it's like I can I can come over and over. I can't orgasm over and over. I mean, I can, but it's it becomes painful. <laughs> it's like a problem. I would love to be a woman for just a day, just so I can understand. Because I have no, what you're saying to me is fucking Greek. The really? fact that they're two separate things. I always thought they were like just interchangeable terms. No. Well, no. Not for a lot of you're, women. You're definitely not. not the first person who said that. Yeah. But uh, I've heard different women. I came, but I didn't orgasm. And I'm like, oh, like what did I do wrong? Like, you didn't do anything wrong. That was fantastic. It's I know just... it's possible for guys because two guys that I used to have sex with told me that they experienced that. Yeah. See, so. I, for me, I think it's the same. Like I just, I mean... I know that sometimes coming doesn't feel as good as like other times. Yeah. But I mean, I guess there is a difference for men too. Cause I know like I'll come and be like, oh, that was cool. But then there's times when my whole fucking body is yeah. like, and I, I mean, can't really speak. really what it is, and- is that, that build up feeling of, of, um, to put it in a very non scientific way, it's like that build up and then the explosion. The, the feeling where you feel it in your head and your body, where it's like, it's not, it's not just your body reacting to like completing the task. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, but when you come, you're actually like ejaculating. So I don't know, but that's a, that's a thing. That's a thing. Number six, he thinks jackhammer is a valid sexual position. The old jackhammer, when he thrusts in and out of you, back and forth, no variation, and slams so hard into you each time that you have lower back pain for days after. Meanwhile, he's bragging to his mates. We know where this article came from. Yeah, I fucked her so hard she couldn't walk, hee hee. And I'm like, yeah, dickhead, it's because you're doing it wrong. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the jackhammer is great to throw in there randomly. It's, again, like deep throating. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to always... You know, go with it. And for me, I I just don't have the fucking stamina. I just, I start, like, I start seeing weird colors yeah. because I can't breathe and there's no oxygen. And next thing you know, I get a glass of, I need a glass of water. And the next thing you know, I'm fucking single again. So. Oh, that's, that was good. That yeah, was good. Wasn't that a, wasn't that a good um, one? Question. Yeah. Is there, is there a position, sexual position, that you would do... Just that, like if you had to just pick one, not forever, but for like, you know, one day. So like um, if I had to go in and have sex with somebody and just do the one position the whole time. Yeah. Is there like one that like definitely works? You can definitely get off. They can probably get off. And see, it's, again, it depends on the person because like because of like the size or shape of the individual or right. I mean, there's one position. That is, I call it my lazy position because I'm lazy as fuck. Like, I I feel like having sex. I just don't want to have sex. You know what I mean? Right. So it's, it's like a, it's like an L shape, you know, like. It's like an L shape. They're laying down and then I lay on my side, put their legs in the air and just kind of like go in on my side. And, and depending on the person, it works really well. Right. And then again, even with the same person. It could like not be that good the next time, right? So it's kind of like a very iffy, iffy position, but um, and it it just 
I don't know if I had to choose one. Okay, forget about the other person. Is there a sexual position that you favor above the others? So it's actually changed frequently. So usually I'm like, uh, like I don't like missionary too much. Like when it comes to like laying on top of the person. Right. I would rather be like on my knees. Um, and that's, that's, that's the praying missionary. Is it? No, I don't know. <laughs> the praying mantis. Yeah. Um, so I would rather be like on my knees and, uh, I used to like when their legs were all the way up. And I was like laying like on top of that, and okay. then just kind of just going right in, like <laughs> the jackhammer. Yeah. Um, because they seem to really like it. I seem to really like it, so it works well. But lately, the one that I've been favoring the most is similar to that. I'm on my knees, but I grab like their inner thighs, like really hard. And just kind of pull them with me, yeah, and push and pull. So it's and it like adds. It almost makes my job easier because I'm just like using more of my arms, and so I'm using my whole body. So it's a good exercise, which yeah. is good. But I'm not using all of my energy just like in my hips and shit, you know. Right. And uh, that position seems to make everybody kind of happy too. But I've and I've never really been a huge fan of doggy style either. Yeah. But most, like, 85% of women, it's their favorite yeah. fucking position. And sometimes it's my favorite, too. I'm just like... I'm going to tell you why doggy is most people's favorite. Most girls. Okay? Okay. This is why. Because doesn't matter what size your dick is. It feels ama- It literally does not matter if you are tiny or huge. It feels amazing. Um... And missionary and, you know, the sideways or whatever, it it kind of does depend. You know what I mean? Yeah. It depends on your size and girth and all that shit. But doggy just feels amazing regardless. And Even if the guy's, like, too big? Yes. Really? In To me. Because I, I mean, know the one position I originally described where the legs are up. Like, if you're a really, like, long person, yeah. like, that could do some serious... Some serious harm to both parties. Yeah, it could. I mean... Especially someone with a very shallow vagina. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean... And again, I guess I shouldn't speak for, like, all the girls who like doggy. But it's like... From the people that I've talked to, they all agree with this. But the other thing is, as a woman, when you're having sex with someone who's not your, like, your only sexual partner, you... There are certain things, unless you're extremely comfortable with yourself and, like, the other person to, like, a crazy degree that I have not experienced, um, you want to be able to, like, help them out a little bit if they if it's, like, an off day. Does that make sense? So, like... So, you get to kind of control your own body in yeah. a way, too. Yeah. So, it's, like, if, if, you're, if you're having sex doggy, um, you can, like rub your own clit like because if they're in certain positions it's like more awkward yeah you know where your clit's not as accessible and yeah accessible yeah i know right um but i i think that's probably why that's why i like it but um i know a few women that i've talked to feel the same way but yeah all right number seven he thinks alpha male is a thing referring to themselves as an alpha lol pathetic yeah. Thoughts? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really... Would you consider it a red flag? Uh, no, because... I mean, your last boyfriend was totally yeah, he that was. alpha. And, I mean, he was to it to the extent that it was kind of a red flag because well, yeah. of the shit that he liked, uh, you know, the way he liked to portray his alphaness. Yeah, it was. I mean, I think there are alpha men out there. I think it is a thing. Um, and I think there are guys like that who it works on. And then there are guys like my ex that it's just like, oh, please stop. Please <laughs> You're embarrassing stop. yourself. Yeah. Number eight, he just can't relax. He's overly concerned with doing things, quote, right. Like it's a video game and there are levels of accomplishment with girls. So much so that he cannot relax and just be a nice person for the hell of it. And my other ex. <laughs> so... That's a thing. Uh, I I'm I feel that way. I get really self conscious about sex. Like I always want to like. Yeah, you it, do. The it's... funny thing is, is number eight. Um, I'll read number nine, and it'll it'll, it'll kind of go into number eight. When he's done, he's done. I've heard from other girls that guys will ask, "Did you come?" When they're done with sex, like they're just curious. They aren't going to do anything. <laughs> It's so weird to me because why would you ask if you're not planning on doing anything? I mean, if your dick is done for the day, your hands, mouth, and my vibe still do. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Mm-hmm. And that's my thing. Like, I like... I would rather just, like, get a chick off, like, before we even fuck. And then, and then like, if I end up going in and doing the whole two-pump chump, like, bullshit nonsense... That happens to me more often than I'd care to admit. Then at least it's like you got, you know, you had your, you had your thing, right? Everything's cool, and I had mine, and so like we're cool, you know. Rather than be like, well, I'm done. Yeah, but I think that adds a like a weird, um, a weirdness to it because it's more like a, it's like a duty. You know what I yeah. mean? So, but I know, I know you, like, you overthink everything. So, I think if, because you're saying you do this, right? Yeah, I mean, well, I do the number eight where I just can't relax about it. Yeah, I think you need to work on that. <laughs> because it sex is sex. And if, if, you're, if you're going into it, like, you know, I need to make her come, then... I'm setting myself up for failure. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. I've gotten a little bit better where it's like, okay, I don't have to make her come, but at least I have to make it enjoyable enough that she's going to want to come back. But you don't though. That's the thing is it's if you if she's brand new, I mean, that's the thing, Daniel. Okay. <sighs> if she's brand new and you're having sex with her and I understand that like I don't want to fuck this up because I want to fuck her again. I get that. But you do that with people you've been fucking for years. Yeah. And it's like, stop it now. It's enough. They're a returning customer. This is enough. Yeah. This yeah. is it. This is... Th- you can are, have an off day. They're extremely well placed in your bucket one. And it's like, <laughs> it's just... They are the bucket. They are the bucket. <laughs> exactly. You're fucking the bucket. I'm so, fucking the bucket. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, that's good information. I'll definitely carry that with me. And I, I've been getting a lot better with uh with that in the past couple months i think i had a a situation a couple weeks ago though and um i shared this with you but i'll share it again okay so 
Met up with this girl to have sex. <laughs> okay. Figure I'd qualify that. I ate her out for probably 45 minutes. Okay. Um, and for some reason, Mr. Fucking Soldier didn't want to stand at attention. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I, I want to make sure that this is really enjoyable for her in case he doesn't want to stand at attention very much longer. Yeah. So she came a lot. Mm-hmm. I think she even had orgasms. Okay. Quote, right? Yeah. A couple of them. Um, at some point she basically told me, um, I don't care if you can't fucking breathe, don't fucking stop. Mm -hmm. So she was willing for me to die in her home in order for me to finish what I was doing. I like that little, in her home. Yes. (laughs) That's important information. I mean, because if it was like outside, you could just dump me and just, just drive off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, But then, uh, but then if that happened, then they'd find me, and then they'd find you know this the, you know the fluid on on my cock, and you know someone would some CSI detective would come out and fucking say something clever and fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. I'm just staring at you like, do it. Fuck <laughs> yeah. Okay. We all know that's what would happen. <laughs> but um, anyways, I'll just leave this going for a little bit. Yeah. Um. But no, so so I was doing doing my thing, and uh, finally I was like, okay, I think like this. Then we did sixty nine for a minute. She used her teeth a little bit too much by accident. Okay. So that kind of backtracked us a couple steps. Yeah. Uh, and then she was on top, and not you know eh, that's as fun as it can be. Um, Jesus, <laughs> you're so judgmental, dude. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the whole chick being on top thing most of the time. Most of the time, like sometimes. Not a I'm, huge fan of missionary. Uh, deep throat is not your thing. Yeah, and just, uh, you don't like being ridden that much. Prior to come, so I'm writing this down. <laughs> I, I'm doesn't keeping, like sex. I'm actually. keeping notes for your next broad. Is what I'm doing for the next <laughs> for the next dame. Um, anyways, so that happened, and then I was like, "Well, do you want me? I, do you want me to fuck you, doggy style?" I know I happen to know that that's her favorite. Surprise, surprise, and um. She's like, yeah. So I start doing it doggy style, and I start doing the jackhammer thing because she actually digs that shit a lot. So I'm doing it, and she's like getting way into it. Next thing you know, bam, blow my load all over her right ass cheek, right? Okay. She's got a big <laughs> ass if it's just one. one, Just one? I aimed nicely. It was okay. good. <laughs> Did it shoot back at you? How close were you to the ass? Um, I think it might have bounced back. There might have been some bounce back. All right. Yeah, definitely some. Uh, but that's beside the point. She instantly sighs, puts her head down, and goes, seriously? And I go, what the fuck, seriously? And she goes, I was just getting into it. I was like, you were just, like, just now, just now getting, like, all that shit a couple minutes ago where you didn't give a fuck if I died because you were having a crazy orgasm. That wasn't you getting into it. And she's like, well, I mean, yeah. But, I mean, I was just getting into this, and then, you know, you came. And I was like, well, I'm fucking sorry. I'm fucking sorry that you got to have a bunch of fucking orgasms, and I just came, like, right now. I apologize. May I say something? Yes, you may. I know you're going to get all like, well, it's different because blah. Okay. This goes back to you need to calm the fuck down. Um, you, you need to stop caring so much. First of all, she sounds, like, super immature and weird. Um, okay. Because 
it, ugh, I hate when people do that. Sex, you should be thanking whatever God you believe in that you get to fuck something, okay? Not everybody gets to fuck things. Yeah. So, you know, I mean. <laughs> well, things. Whatever. Yes. People. People. Whatever. Not, not so much. Okay. So, she's, first of all, she's in a good situation. She's getting her pussy wet. That's an awesome thing, right? Yeah. She's getting it licked. She's had a few orgasms, hopefully. We don't know. Yeah. Did she say she did? It doesn't um, matter. She she probably came. And then, you know, you did your thing and that happened. Okay, that happens. That happens. That happens all the time with everybody. It's not just you. It's not like this crazy thing. It just really bothers me when people freak out about that. But you shouldn't freak out about it either because it happens to everybody. Yeah. And I mean, I was just, I was like, like at that point, I wasn't like, oh man, like I did. I was just, I was like irritated. I was like, really, really, yeah. Okay, fine. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just wanted some water. Just wanted some fucking water. God damn it. Number ten. He thinks normal body sounds are weird. If he's easily grossed out over or overly bashful over basic bodily functions like stomach growling noises or queefs. Yeah, he should die. I'm not grossed out or bashful. I think it's fucking hilarious, though. Like, I'll giggle about it or just, like, make it. Because most girls, when they queef, they get really, really embarrassed. And I like to make it seem like, hey, no big deal. You know, sometimes I'll, like, laugh about it, but I'm not going to be like, ooh, you queef, that's fucking hilarious. I'll just be like, oh, look, it's happy to see me. Did you know a lot of girls think that they farted? Really? A lot of girls. Is there, like, a, how do they not know the difference? (laughs) Well, okay, so you're being, like pounded right jackhammered yes okay jackhammered and then you hear something and you know it came from you but you're like wait a second what what just happened i've talked to i was talking to one of my really good friends about it and she's like do you know what a queef is and i was like i am familiar yes (laughs) they're fun (laughs) she's like she's like i thought i farted i'm like you you didn't though and she's like was he fucking your butthole no but like (laughs) She was, uh, they had, they were having sex doggy style. That's usually where the queef happens the most. And it was like intense, you know? Yeah. And she was like all screamy, screamy. and <laughs> Screamy, screamy. Yeah. And, uh, and then she's like, oh, fuck. And the guy freaked out too. And he's like, oh my God, you farted on my dick. You know? <laughs> so, but, uh, I guess she was talking to some other dude about it. He's like, no, you queefed like. He's like, did you feel your butthole fart? Like, no, it's different. <laughs> anyway. Oh, that, that's. Maybe it was just her, but. Uh, that's weird. I guess. Um, I, yeah. I think someone should know the difference between their butthole and their pussy hole, but <laughs> I don't have a pussy. I don't know. Maybe they're connected somehow. No, no. It's just, uh, it's, a, it's a new thing. 11 is titled the reddest flag. Okay. So I guess this is the reddest out of all 15. Um, it says, quote, I have kissed you. Disappointed dispassionately and out of the blue for 30 seconds i will now roughly and with no rhythm finger bang you for another 30 seconds what you're not wet well i guess we'll use lube but you better get that shit checked out okay time to put my dick in yeah had sex with one of those um yeah (laughs) Yeah, I mean he's a douchebag. He uh he he's a walking red flag. Yeah. Is really. I mean that's what it is. A walking red flag. 
Yeah, that guy was the guy who um, shed tears when he came. Aww. Yeah. Aww. He was really bad at everything. <laughs> but, um... The boy could cry. <laughs> like, I mean... That boy could cry. <laughs> yeah. All right. Number 12, he speaks in broad generalizations about women. The biggest indicator for me, not me, but the writer, is when... When they make sweeping generalizations about women that they often mired in sexist ideology, like women only want XYZ, big dicks, assholes, money, etc., or women tend to be XYZ, emotionally geared, vain, have low self-esteem, need affirmation. The thing is that these ideas are really prevalent and easy to parrot, but people with actual experience with women tend to disregard these beliefs as soon as their personal experience override them, which it definitely would if they were spending time with women on anything more than a superficial level. Yeah. Women okay. are fucking crazy. I mean, they are. We, yeah. <laughs> Bitches be cray cray. Um, we're all weird. I so. mean, who doesn't generalize about people? I know. I mean, there's whole there's comedians who whose whole act is about men and women. Yeah. There's comedians whose whole act are about blacks and whites. Like... I mean, it's not specifically true to every person, but it's just like every other generalization. Like, it pretty much has its truth. And a lot of the ones about how emotional women are and stuff are actually geared in science. Yeah. So, whatever. I don't know. Number 13. He's scared that a woman might have had sex before. When he has to ask, how far have you gone with the guy? I don't know. I don't think that ever applies in adult life anymore. I don't either. I mean, I know that, like, when I was younger, when I was, like, 16, it was like, have you fucked before? And it was, I I knew a lot of sluts, so most of the time the answer was yes, but it never bugged me. I mean, I don't know, I think that fucking a virgin would be overrated. Like, who would want to have sex with a virgin, really? Yeah, I mean. I don't know, I feel like a virgin dude would be different than a virgin chick. I would like both, so. Mm-hmm. I think it would just be fun. I kind I kind of fucked a bird. I didn't even really fuck her. Like she just she kind of pussied out on me at the last minute. So whatever. Hmm. Not bitter at all. <laughs> Number fourteen. This is my big platform. If I was running for president, this would be my platform for a red flag. If you won't eat pussy, if you won't eat pussy, won't eat pussy if you don't shave. Hashtag buy Felipe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a. Uh, that's a red flag, I guess, for her. And I always, I mean, I used to tell this one chick, she's like, my husband won't eat me out. I was like, it's because your husband likes cock. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, if he likes dick, it's just he should stop fucking around and, like, go find the dick and, like, put the chick back on the market where she belongs. You know? Yeah. That's my opinion. Uh, number 15, he doesn't know how to deal with rejection. Inexperienced men seem to have trouble letting it, letting it go if you're not interested. This gives off an air of desperation that we can smell from a mile away and makes us even less interested than we were before. And I'm going to say that guys who are very experienced, when they are like that, it's terrible. Because as a friend of somebody who does that, um, it just makes them seem like they don't know what they're doing, even though I know they know what they're doing. Yeah. And uh it just it it sets them up for failure and I don't I don't think that they know that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
So it's just, I don't know how to just smack your head against the wall, I guess. That makes sense. I don't know. Are you, is it my the friend you're I'm referring to? I'm going to smack your head against the wall. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there are times when there's just, I mean, sometimes I feel like the uh, a certain woman is like so out of my league that like, and I put effort into it and then she rejects me and like, I still want to try. And then there's some women who I'm like, dude, like, bitches ain't shit. Yeah. And like, why? Like, who are you to reject me? Yeah. But they're a fucking autonomous human being. Well, make all their own decisions. I mean, and that's the thing is like, everybody gets rejected and even people that you fuck all the time, like that person you fucked last night, like if, if they were like, yeah, I'm not into sex right now. Yeah. It's not like a personal affront to you. You know what I mean? It's like they're not into sex right now. Yeah. And so. I mean, I, and, I, and I've turned, I don't know. I feel like if it's just a one-time thing because of that, it's not that big of a deal to me. It's if they just completely blow me off like forever. I'm like, why? But there's so many other pussies out there. Oh, I know. I know. So many. But, but you got to, you, tr- you know, it's like Pokemon, dude. You got to catch them all. <sighs> Can you know we I mean? not with that joke anymore, Dude, please? You, you gotta catch them all. God. You I wasn't allowed to play Pokemon. Do you need nicotine? Is it play Pokemon? Do you play it? I mean, you do a lot of things. You can collect them. You can do all kinds of stuff with it. So my only experience with, with Pokemon was I was in the third grade. Mm-hmm. And I only know that I was in the third grade because I was in an umbrella school. Anyway, um, it's a homeschool thing. Anyway, so there was a two-story building and I was on the ground floor outside of the like right below the balcony Mm -hmm. and like four kids in the fourth grade just showered us with pokemon cards just i mean they were like thousands of cards yeah okay and my sister and i were like collecting we're like oh my gosh it's so cool we got so many of them yeah we didn't know what they were but and all these kids were like oh my god pokemon and so we brought them to my mom and my mom freaked out because we were already home when we showed her and she burned them Nice. And we didn't know, like, why that mattered. I'm surprised my mom let me do it with the way that I was raised. Yeah. But she didn't really think anything of it. She was just like, oh, these are just cards and they're little fucking animals that people go crazy for. She didn't understand it, which is fine. I don't understand it now, but it was fun. Yeah. Want to have nicotine? Yes. Just take a break and then uh, we'll come back. You are listening to the Tone on the Trigger podcast. We're going to take a short break, give you a chance to listen to this Potter and Family uh, promo, and then we'll come right back to you. What is the Potter and Family? Hey, this is Bro from the World of Row podcast. This is Gareth from the Open All Powers podcast. This is Octopus Caveman. And this is the Green Korean from the Dave podcast. Hey, y'all. It's Juliette Miranda from the Unwritable Rant podcast. This is Nick from the Epic Film Guys podcast. This is Greg from the Sports Dance podcast. Hey, this is Rick from Ice and the Face. Hey, guys, it's Rad Dad Chad. Jay Mills. And Lil Man. From the Full of Fiber podcast. Hi, I'm Gareth. I'm Bex. And we're from the Gareth's Random Rambling Podcast. This is Paul from the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews Podcast. This is Eric Mocker from the Mockers Podcast. This is Daniel from the Toe on the Trigger Podcast. This is Turbo from the Turbo Cast. This is Cyanide from the Little Geek Lost Podcast. We are you. Podcasters coming together in a community to help one another grow. So follow us on Twitter at Potter Family and use the hashtag Potter Family in your tweets and retweet other people who do the same. Potter Family, where great podcasts come home. 
This is the Tone of the Trigger News. I'm Daniel Reppels. For Texas Rangers pitcher Jem Jeffress, it was one, two, three strikes you're fucked after being pulled over for swerving and almost hitting a car, failing a field sobriety test and breathalyzer with flying colors, and then promptly pissing himself. Over the pond, police have arrested a naked man for vandalizing a car by covering it with, quote, rubbish and feces. The man was taken into jail and promptly given a mental health assessment. Meanwhile, in Florida, a homeless man was been arrested for eating a woman's pussy right on the boardwalk. When police arrived, the man still had his pants down and his cock out. He explained that he was an emergency responder doing his duty and he didn't have anywhere to have sex. For TOTT News, I'm Jana Ripples. This is the world we live in. But yeah. That was beautiful. That was pretty good, huh? I like it. I had to pull a line out of that last minute. Yeah. Bam. That's called <laughs> uh, that's called that's called radio showmanship. Yes. It was, it was very nice. <laughs> I was gonna throw in uh he still had his cock out, maybe for Harambe. Oh jeez. But uh didn't didn't wanna didn't wanna throw that reference in there. This is some some funky music, I like it. Yeah. I'm a white boy playing that funky music for you. <laughs> playing that funky music white boy. It's kinda loud though. Yeah. So we so we've been on the uh, the louder side. So you uh, you got a hold of me this week, yes, and you gave me some wonderful news, and that news was that you had show prep. I do, and in that prep wasn't just like a story or an article. It was like a full on like produced prepared game. Yes, you wanted to play. You want to play a game with me? Yes, I do. And. Uh, so you actually put some some time and some thought into this game, and uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate when when uh, when show prep is done, and, and it's it's actually printed on paper. It's printed on paper. Yes, it's not just uh, written on a napkin. No, there was no scribbling. Nice. Oops, wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to do this. There we go. Uh. <laughs> I mean, the other one works too, I guess. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> the other oh, one. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> That's awesome. It works. Anyway, so um, the game, I guess, is called. Uh, what, what was it called again? We. Uh, it's it's a take on two truths and a lie. Real, real bullshit. Yes. Real, real bullshit. Okay, so. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Real, Real Bullshit. The game where two stories are real and one of them is bullshit. And now, your host, Cassie. I have no game show voice, unfortunately. Well, but, that's fine. Um, so basically how this works is uh, I have I have three stories. Okay. I made one of them up. One um, of them is made up. Okay. One of them is made up. And two of them are from... They're, they're very... True, and they um, should I say where I got them from? I mean, uh, you don't have to. Okay, I got them from a place on the internet. From the internet. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna read you all three, and then you can let me know which one you think is bullshit of the headlines okay. or whatever they are. Oh yeah, of the story. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So without further ado, um, here we go. 
Uh, story number one is uh, titled Bacon Bank. Bacon Bank, okay. Uh, kids love piggy banks, right? Well, how about one made from a real baby pig carcass? A man named Colin Hart is selling taxidermied pigs that function as a real piggy bank and for only $400. Your face, dude. That's great. Um, these little gems are available at cheeky.com. And Mr. Hart says that all of the piglets died from natural causes. Oh, well, that's nice. So, that is the end of that one. There's still more pigs. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Story number two is called Stalky Stockholm Syndrome. Okay. A 26-year-old man attempted to lure a rape victim to his Spring Valley home. Spring Valley, California. Hey, I know that place. Uh, 13 years after he had sexually assaulted her. Uh, the girl told police that he offered her drugs and a, quote, safe place to sleep as long as she promised to have sex with him. She went on to say that she had missed her abuser and that she plans to visit him now that he is incarcerated. Christopher Miles, now 36, is serving time in a North Carolina prison for the rape of seven nine-year-old girls. Wow. Okay. So, story number three is titled, This Coffee Tastes Funny. Okay. Uh, (laughs) He was simply a man in love. His pretty colleague was unaware, and he just needed to get her attention. Unfortunately, his method was very inappropriate. For six months, Robert John, devoted to his cause, deposited a blob of his sperm in the coffees of his beloved. The ball started rolling when the victim... Noticed her coffee tasted a bit strange, and the mystery was solved when she caught him red-handed with his pants around his ankles. John skated away with a misdemeanor for indecent exposure. I'm going to say that the bullshit story mm-hmm. is the piggy bank. Am I right? Is that your final answer? That's my final answer. That is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, that is a real thing. (laughs) That exists. Um, story number two is fake. The... Stocky Stockholm Syndrome. You made that one up? I made that one up. Did you get that off like an episode of Criminal Minds or something? No. Wow. No, that was straight from my brain. (laughs) Straight from the brain of Cassie. Stocky Stockholm Syndrome. So shall we go again? Yes, let's do another round. Okay, this article is is a tad lengthy, so just... Bear with me here. Um, it is called Deadly Dairy. Okay. Um, it's not about your ex, is it? <laughs> no. Uh, that, was, that was funny. Okay. That was a good joke, huh? In Underberg, South Africa, it is illegal to milk cows. Okay. In fact, it is so illegal that if one is found guilty of milking a cow, the government issues an utter gathering. Utter as in, you know, the udders. Ah, it's clever. Okay. Utter gatherings consist of animal rights conferences and alternative dairy taste testing. Uh, this has been the way of the land since the early 70s. Under Bergens uh, take the mistreatment of their beloved bovines extremely seriously. Uh, there was a case in 1986. Uh, whoa, I lost my place here. Um, there was an incident where a man was convicted of, quote, violating a cow. He was court-ordered to attend an utter gathering. I assume that means he fucked the cow in the ass? No, he milked it. 
Okay. He milked the cow. All right. And that was violating the law, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, he was he was uh, court ordered to attend an utter gathering. During one of the conferences, however, someone began throwing rocks at the criminal. Others joined in, and before the mob was shut down, the man had been stoned to the point he died from internal bleeding before he ever reached the hospital. Jesus. Today, the consequence. Yeah, today the consequences are much less severe. Though you may want to think twice before planning your summer vacay in a place that is known for being stoned to death. Yes. Okay. Especially me, dude. Can you? I'd have to like smuggle milk into Africa and shit. I was thinking about you. I was like, dude, this is a Daniel story. Yeah, I mean, I would totally have to like smuggle the milk and all that bullshit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, story number two: Dogs give better blowjobs. I'm gonna <laughs> lower my voice because there are <laughs> humans on the other sides of these walls. Um, I don't think so. I don't think any of the kids are here. No. Oh, well, doesn't seem like it. All right, an Australian athlete has announced he is moving to England after some disturbing pictures were leaked of the sports star forcing a dog to give him a blowjob at a party. He commented on his actions, saying, quote, This act was a moment of, of a abject stupidity brought on by too much drink and a complete lack of any thought process. End quote. Okay. So. You blame it on the alcohol. Yeah. On the alcohol. Okay. Last story. True lover's waterboard. All right. Trevor Case, age 22, believed his girlfriend was cheating on him, so he decided to give her a CIA torture session with a little homemade waterboarding. When his girlfriend got home, he attacked her, tied her up, stuffed her mouth with socks, and poured water through a cloth over her face. The father of the year only stopped the torture when their two-year-old daughter came into the room to witness the spectacle. I'm going to say... This is a tough one. This is definitely a tough one. Hmm. So we got the first story is about the milk. Yes. The second story is getting head from a dog. Well, basically raping a dog. We don't know how unwilling the dog was. I saw the pictures, dude. (laughs) I've heard stories of people smearing peanut butter on their nuts. I mean, maybe that one's fake. (laughs) Oops. Uh, and then the third one is uh, was about, I remember. No, what was it? Uh, true Lover's Waterboard. Oh, okay. He waterboarded his girlfriend because he thought she was cheating on him. Yeah. Oh, I think that you drop that on purpose. Like drop the, oh, that one could be fake to like lead me to believe that one was fake when it's really not. And I really want to get this right so I can use my I'm right sound effect as opposed to I'm wrong sound effect. <laughs> but none of them seem too far-fetched is the mm-hmm. fucked up part. Okay. The waterboarding doesn't seem far-fetched? Oh, all right. Have you heard some of the stories I've read on this show? Uh, true. People true. do some fucked up shit. <laughs> Where's this guy from? Uh, Florida? No. Actually, the waterboarding guy is from Nebraska. Nebraska. I was just saying in an episode two weeks ago, what the fuck happens in Nebraska? Yeah, true. Well, true. Apparently, people waterboard their girlfriends. Okay, so I'm going to say the fake story is the cows. Final, final answer? That's my final answer. You are correct. <laughs> Oops, wrong one again. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Very nice. Fantastic. That, look, look, look how 
how long this is. I made that up. You wrote that whilst whole thing. peeing this I, morning. For some reason, it just you know what? If you would have put it in India, I would have believed it more. Yeah. Because the whole. But Underberg is a real town in South Africa. Oh, I believe you. And uh, they do weird shit, but they definitely milk cows. So, yeah. yeah. I just I feel like I would have heard about. I don't know. I, I I seem to be privy on the not places to go if you're a milk not to go if you're a milk <laughs> yeah. drinker. I know yeah. India would not be the place. I like beef and I like dairy. Yeah, way too much to handle. Uh, to handle that. So yes. All right. I found something that you might like here. Okay. This is going to be your favorite. Uh, you've heard of Princeton University, right? Mm-hmm. Very uh, very big, big university, yes. right? Well. Uh, for those of you, like us, who are constantly putting your foot in your mouth when highly offensive terms like businessman instead of business person or freshman instead of first-year student, if you use terms like that, uh, Princeton University has published the perfect pamphlet just for you. It's going to help you develop a more gender-inclusive vocabulary. Uh, as Princeton points out, gender-inclusive language is much preferred to the traditional, quote, gender binary language used by people in ancient times who largely identified as men or women. Can you imagine? How could they live in such an unsafe space? Ancient times was like a month ago. Right? Like, this, is, this, is, this is not. Uh, <laughs> fucking it's very our archaic, generation, dude. Right? Mm-hmm. For those of you who are still unaware, if your language is gender-inclusive, compliant, Princeton offers the following definitions. You ready? Mm -hmm. Gender-inclusive language is writing and speaking about people in a manner that does not use gender-based words. Gender binary is the traditional view on human gender, which does not take into consideration individuals who identify as otherwise including and not limited to transgender Gender queer, gender non-conforming, and or intersex. Wow. Okay? Okay. So they also provide a number of helpful tools in their pamphlet, like the one I'm about to read, that are helpful for you to have more gender-inclusive alternatives to traditional hate speech terminology. This is what they say. Hate speech terminology like fireman, (laughs) freshman, anchorman. And headmistress, okay? Is the anchor person? You're about to find out. Okay. Just be a little bit patient. Let me turn the page here. All right. All right. You ready? Yeah. Sure? Mm. Actress. Don't use it. Okay. (laughs) Instead, actor. It's all inclusive for everybody. There's actors and there's actors. Okay. All forms of alumna. Alumnus, alumni, or alumnae. You say alum or grad, alums or grads. Hmm. Anchorman. Mm-hmm. See the patience? See what waiting is done for you? Just tell me what it is. Anchor. But then, our, okay. Businessman or businesswoman. Business person. Yeah, Jesus. People in business. Cameraman. Camera operator. Hmm. Chairman or chairwoman. You have chair, chairperson, or convener. I like that. Convener. Here we go. (laughs) 
the cleaning lady. <laughs> the Mexican. Just say the Mexican. Oh uh, yeah. See, it doesn't matter about their gender anymore. Yeah. Now it's about their race. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be huge. That cleaning lady was huge. <laughs> the office cleaner. Office cleaner. That almost it makes people sound not like people anymore. Not people and it I think okay. I, I like filming and film stuff. Okay. Yeah. So when you say, you know, the cameraman, that's like a very authoritative position. Yeah. In my Yeah. But when you say camera operator, that sounds wrong. It almost I don't sounds like it. it almost sounds like their position is like I don't know, like less, I guess. Yeah, it's it's I mean I, I understand like anchor doesn't matter to me. Okay. Because I, I don't I don't even use anchor man. Like I think Anchorman's kind of an old like it's almost like like who says stewardess anymore? Yeah. Like flight attendant has kind of just happened. Yeah. You know? And George Carlin did a whole bit about how we we're butchering languages, you know, like from shell shock to and we keep, you know, we keep changing the language to to like dehumanize shit and to make it not so bad, you know? Yeah. Um but office cleaner to me sounds like a Roomba. You know, like you've you've turned a person who cleans into an office cleaner. Yeah. As opposed to like, oh, there's the cleaning lady or the jan- or the custodian. Who even says clean? I don't even use cleaning lady either, though. Yeah. I say like the janitor and then they're like, oh, no, janitor, I'm a custodian. Yeah. It's like, OK, but you don't really have custody over this place. So you're not really a custodian. So let's calm down. Um, co-ed. Student, fireman, firefighter. Oh, okay. Forefathers, ancestors. Uh, foreman. Wait a second. Wait a second. Forefathers. What does that apply to? Uh, usually it's usually usually it's used to describe people who founded something. Like in most terms now, especially with the election season, it's it's usually geared towards the people who founded America. I've never heard it used in any other way. So that's what I was getting. Yeah, at. I guess. But yeah. I mean, are, are they saying now that we're not allowed to assume the gender of people that have been dead forever? Who, who assume themselves as men? Yeah, yeah. I guess. I think upsetting. it's just I think it's just saying that, like, I mean. With America, I can't think of any, and again, I'm probably going to get some feminists jump down my throat saying, there were women that were integral parts, but I can't think of any. Yeah. I mean, everybody, they were all men. Everybody yeah. on the con- you know, the Continental Congress were all fucking men. So yeah. they are the forefathers. Anywho, uh, foreman, foreperson, or supervisor? Supervisor, I get. Okay. Freshman, first year students. I like that. I like the sound of that. I think it's stupid. Sounds like, like Harry Potter. Yeah. Or Frosh. Frosh? Frosh. For for freshmen? Yes. Stupid. Frosh. It sounds uh, like a frat boy saying freshman. How about headmaster or headmistress? Director or principal? Principal just sounds... Because headmaster or headmistress is like... 
the head of a prestigious school. Yeah, exactly. And a principal, it's like, I'm going to go down to Ramona High School and talk to the principal, give him a piece of my mind about this whole gender equality bullshit. Exactly. <laughs> Mailman. Mail carrier. Yeah. Postal worker. I, You know, as a young child, we had a, a male lady, and we called her the mailman. <laughs> 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 she's the mailman okay so i get that because she told us i'm a mail carrier and i was like you're the mailman you're the mailman i mean i'm sorry but that's your fault how about male nurse i that one like that sucks though to be a male nurse like because yeah. it's like oh go talk to the male nurse <laughs> yeah Oh, there's only one. There's like three in the whole building out of yeah. 150 of them. Uh, they're just nurses. They're just <laughs> oh, nurses. They're just nurses. Yeah. All right. Uh, man, as in any human being, like all, all of mankind, man, you know, like okay. bi- like like the Bible version of man. Yeah. You know, uh, now it's individual person or people. Oh, like mankind. Yeah. So but, how do you say that then? Uh, individual kind. <laughs> <laughs> Person kind. Person kind. People kind. You know them person kinds. <laughs> this episode is for all people kind. <laughs> all people kind. Okay. Um, we'll just do a couple more here. Um, oh, here we go. Mankind. Humanity or people. Humanity. Okay. But again, mankind is like, I would say that, but humanity like obama would say yeah that. but you know that like some feminist is gonna see the word man buried in the word humanity and get triggered 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 fucking triggered um and then you have uh policeman policewoman just a police officer a salesman is a, a clerk a sales clerk a sales associate or a salesperson. okay okay last little bit here to the extent that you're still having trouble with the practical application of the new terminology provided above, Princeton also took the liberty of providing examples of how to communicate with people without coming off as a gender binary asshole. Uh, Replace gendered pronouns like he, him, his, and she, her, hers by rewriting the text in the plural. Example, uh, each participant must present his ID badge at the door should be all participants must present their ID badges at the door. So instead hmm. of, yeah. Which, that makes sense when you're talking about groups of people. Yeah. You know, because it always, like, it always, uh, it never sat well with me when, when they use, when they're talking about rules that govern a whole body of people and they use, like, him or her. Yeah. Unless you're, like, at a woman's club, then you're not going to use his. Or a men's club, you're not going to use her. So that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, each employee is expected to turn in his annual disclosure. See, that's the same thing. Obviously, it would be there. Um, so, I mean, those have kind of already happened, you know, using there instead of his. Because, you know, it, was, it has been a very male-dominant culture for a long time. Yeah. You know, prior to, to recent times. And his was just automatically used. Yeah. For shit like that. Or her. If you're talking about certain, like, if you're referring to the nurse, you automatically... For me, if if someone says, oh, I went to the hospital, blah, 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 and the nurse took my blood pressure, I picture a female. Yeah, and if it wasn't a female, you're like, oh, dude, there was a male nurse. Right? <laughs> like, it's, there was... It was a dude nurse. So the nurse was a guy. Gave me a sponge bath. It was <laughs> yeah. a little bit awkward. Yeah. A little bit awkward. But, uh, yeah, that's cool. 
Dear Abby, I'm obsessed with having sex. I can't stop. Ever since I was eight, I've been having sex. Eight. Wow. Now I'm 18. I have a boyfriend. I've been dating since I was eight. And we can't stop having sex. I want to stop, but he doesn't want to. I keep on doing it because he says if I don't, he'll leave me. Please help. What do I do? Obsessed and guess where? Miami, Florida. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. I want to know if it's the same guy. What's, uh, what What? guy? For 10 years. I mean, she's, she's been with the guy for since she was she eight. She had? Same guy? She says she's been with him since she was eight. Oh, snap. So she's been fucking the same guy since she was eight. Sounds like our Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, is uh, I mean, alive and well. Maybe in he was eight too. Well, that's. I mean, yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm, that's cool that they had such a vibrant sex life at eight yeah. years old. I yeah. mean, I was eating glue sticks and shit. <laughs> you were eating glue sticks. All right. Have you had some of those glue sticks? I They're have fucking not delicious. Eaten any. I ate... Those yellow ones, those yellow like fat ones. Yeah, oh, they were so good. I ate a lot of chapstick. Chapstick would be good. Chocolate chapstick is where it's at. Oh, man. Yeah. I had Dr. Pepper chapstick at one point. Really? Yeah, it was pretty good. I had a marshmallow one. Yeah. That and the chocolate, it's good. Like a s'mores. <laughs> yeah. Sm- okay, anyway. Put chocolate on the top lip and fucking marshmallow <laughs> on the bottom lip. Yes. Yeah, yeah and then just chew a graham cracker and you're fucking good. <laughs> oh, God. Um, What should she do? I mean, see, I... I like these. I like this segment. Mm-hmm. I don't like the stories because it's You're not giving enough information. No, it's frustrating. They're just weak ass bitches. All of them. <laughs> They're just. They all. You are. should go up to your fucking boyfriend and be like, "Look, dude, like we've been fucking a lot for a long time, and it's starting to fucking affect me a little bit. Yeah. So can we like not? Yeah. Like, can we work on our relationship and work on intimacy and and work on the things that kind of matter most to me? Now, I was in a relationship where we had sex multiple times every single day the whole time we were in the relationship. Um, And that was not 10 years. It was less. But Mm -hmm. it was years of that. And, okay, and here's the thing. It it was like a, it was a four-ish year period. And there were breaks in that. But the sex never stopped. You know what I mean? So... Um, and it was a lot of sex and uh, there were a few times where I was like, this is too much. I mean, this is, this is a bit crazy. Um, and I did have a conversation with him several times where I was like, you know, maybe we could, um, you know, do it less or whatever. And it's hard, it's really hard to do that. And I do. It's a hard conversation. It's a hard conversation because you don't want the person to think that you don't want to have sex with them. Because that, I mean, unless that's true, but it wasn't true for me. So, you know, it was just like, it it, it kind of loses some of its uh, sexiness. Yeah. But, um, so, for, what I think she should do is I think she should talk to her boyfriend. And, like I say with every one of these where they're super pussified, um, if he doesn't want to do that, then you probably shouldn't be with someone who can't handle that. But it's also kind of on her too, because she starts with, "I'm her first line. I'm obsessed with having sex. I can't stop. That's all her, right? Yeah. Ever since I was eight, I've been having sex, and now I'm Mm eighteen. This is all her, right? I have a boyfriend that I've been dating since I was eight, 
which is kind of weird. And we can't stop having sex. Okay? Mm -hmm. Then she says, even though she's obsessed and she can't stop, I want to stop, but he doesn't want to. Okay? Okay. I keep on doing it because he says if I don't, he'll leave me. So I'm wondering if she's really obsessed with it or it's just she tells herself that she is because he is. Uh, Might be that she is a sex addict and has the desire to stop, but she literally can't. I know somebody like that. I don't. Hello. Yeah. Huh? Um, he's got a podcast. You um, should check it out. The uh, Total Trigger Podcast every uh, releases every Monday. Hit the subscribe button. Yeah. If you're so, listening to that, do that. Listen <laughs> to that show instead. <laughs> um, I mean that could that could be what's going on, but yeah, I, I don't really. She's she's a walking contradiction. Right. So. I I want to know the rest of her story. How she got involved with this person at eight years old? How old is this person? There's a lot of fucking, there's a lot of holes. There's a lot of things that could make for a really good, like, murder she wrote story. Oh, yeah. That we're not getting. I agree. I'm kind of, I'm kind of irritated. I don't care about her problem now. Now I want to know her story. I want to meet up with this bitch, obsessed in Miami. I want to sit down and be like, what happened to you? Yeah. You know? (laughs) I just want to know. Yeah. All right, so I guess the general consensus is that she should just fucking put her big her big girl yeah. her her big person pants on. She needs on. to man up her big person no, pants. She needs to person up. Ugh. She needs to individual up. It sounds so wrong. She needs to peep. She I needs don't to, like it. She needs to pe- people up just pe- a little bit. People up. Okay. Just people up a bit. Oh. <laughs> people up a bit. <laughs> write that down. People up a bit. I like that. All right, I'll write I'll write that down because uh, we are at that point of the show. Okay. Where we I named didn't, I didn't that write episode. Down. That's okay. I wrote some down. So we have people up. Okay. <laughs> we have stocky Stockholm. Okay. Uh, stillborn pigs. Okay. Fucking the bucket. <laughs> and screamy, screamy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Um, I like fucking the bucket, but you can't. Can we put fucking in? I think we can. I don't know. I think we can. Because, I mean, it's, we've had titles that had the word fuck in it before, don't we? We have to have. This is the fucking Tone of the Trigger podcast. Yeah. And they went by just fine. And were marked as it's explicit on uh I think they just automatically block it out themselves. Well, I like Stocky Stockholm or Fucking the Bucket. Okay, let me let me just double check something really quick, and then we'll see. Because if I look, go back in our archive and I see that we have a fuck episode, then we're one fuck episode. We have to at least there has to be one. Didn't we do one that had like? Hold on, we have sobbing. We have one called sobbing vagina. I mean, come on. Uh, we have one called bitch for Jesus. We. Psycho batch at whore. Psycho batch at whore, yeah. We have uh, the female vagina. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Blowjobs a la carte. Yeah, like, but it's not the word fuck. I know. Forceful finger banging. Yeah. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> dim dim are, titties are on fleek. Are you getting appalled by your own by my show own? Dials? Like God, what what kind of what kind of smutty trash are we putting into the world? I wonder if people don't listen. 
great. <laughs> Smells like welfare, tool shed, dad. Um, we got to go back to some of the mic episodes real quick. I think, uh, you know what, now that I think about it, there's good, we got show prep or GTFO. Oh, right here. Netflix or go fuck and go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. Episode 20. If you want to do that, then, I mean, do do it. Go, I mean, go for it. Mouth rape yoga. Slave lives matter. Doing the Bambi. Man. Ah, memories. Memories. <laughs> All alone in the moonlight. Yeah, I'm doing it. What's it called? Fucking the bucket? Fucking the bucket. Should be fucking or fucking. I think fucking. Fucking with an apostrophe. Fucking yes. the bucket. Please spell it right. <laughs> All right, I like that idea. Fucking the bucket, so that'll be uh, that'll be the official name. Fucking the bucket. All right. Well, it's getting late. I think it's about that time. It's about two thirty in the in the nighttime. In the AM. Yeah, in the AM. And this has been episode zero five seven of the Till on the Trigger podcast. I want to thank everybody for listening. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button on our website at toeonthetrigger dot com. Whoa, fuck. That was loud as shit. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, or whether wherever podcasts are available. Keep up with the show on social media. We are on Facebook at facebook.com slash toe on the trigger and Twitter and Instagram at toe on the trigger. While you are on Twitter, please check out the hashtag Potter and family to get a dose of many other fantastic shows, including the Faces and Aces podcast. You can check them out at facesandaceslv.com or at their Twitter account at facesandaceslv. Be sure to reach out to us. You can leave us a message on our website, toeonthetrigger.com, or on all the aforementioned social media platforms. You can also email us at takeashot at toeonthetrigger.com. And we have a voicemail that is always active that you can call us at toe546-tott. That's 863-546-8688. Finally, the best way you can support the show is to tell a friend. For Kinky Cassie, I am Daniel Repples, and until next time, be sure to keep your toe off of that trigger. <laughs>